0: This is the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. I uh, wanted to get into the Urban Meyer uh, firing. took longer than I expected, but it happened, so we'll break that down in some of the details uh, with some of the stories of um, current and former players. Um, talk about uh, COVID issues within the NFL and NBA. Uh, talk about the updated playoff picture for uh, the NFL. Um, so probably won't be that long of, a, uh, of an episode, but uh we'll get into it. We'll start with Urban Meyer. Um, you know, finally relieved of his duties there in Jacksonville, um, after numerous leaks, uh, you know, and he also said of the leaks that he was going to, he's going to find out who this rat is and kill him. Like he's in the mafia. He's in the NFL mafia, apparently with these, uh, these college coaches always trying to find out who these, who these leaks are. And, and they're going to discipline him. They're either going to kill him or they're going to fire him. That's what that's what he was set out to do. Urban Meyer was going to find out whoever was snitching on him, writing him out to the media. Um, but, yeah, he was finally fired after um, this. It came after a report that, uh, you know, the former kicker, Josh Lambeau, uh, came out, I think it was on a podcast or, you know, an article or something. He he said that, you know, during pregame warmups, this happened in August, that Urban Meyer called him dipshit. And then um, told him uh, to make his kicks next time. and Then kicked him in the leg, you know. Didn't he said he kicked him, you know, at five out of ten or something. Um, and then he confronted him about it. And then now Josh Lambo's on another team, but you know, apparently he had reached out to HR, and you know, then Urban Meyer's lawyers sent a threatening letter or something to to the uh, Jaguars organization. But I I want to know if Shad Khan knew about this prior um, to the to the leak coming out. You know, and if it was in warm-ups, like, did other players see this? You know, um, I don't really need to know the context, I guess. Or, you know, because he kicked a player. He called him dipshit. So, obviously, he meant to disrespect uh, Josh Lambeau. Um, and, obviously, Urban Meyer has denied it. Um, so, it's just like, okay, well, why would why would Josh Lambeau just make this up? You know, um, you know the, the guy, his first problem was that he tried to coach like you did in college in the NFL, these are grown-ass men with families, they have wives and kids, and they're millionaires, they don't give a damn what you did or what you've done in college, right, like, you have to coach them differently than you would, you know, a a 19, 20-year-old college student who, you know, needs to learn from you, and, and, um, you know, you're gonna help them get to the NFL or whatever, but in the NFL, like, there's, they're already an established NFL player for the most part. You know, most of these guys, and if it's not gonna work in Jacksonville, they'll find themselves, you know, with another team in the NFL. You know, unless they just implode or they do some off the field stuff. So, obviously, you have to, to take that in and, and learn how to to coach differently. You know, you can't just come in and like, you know, what I'm Urban Meyer, we're gonna win here just because I'm Urban Meyer. Like, okay, dude, um, and you know. D- uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's he hasn't developed well at all. You know, he's looked terrible in some games. He he had that one game where it was four interceptions, you know, he's throwing off his back foot, throwing in double coverage, just you know, obviously there's an extreme learning curve there, but when you have Urban Meyer as your head coach, you know, he just hasn't been able to develop him. I think he's more so developed as A leader of the team, you know, he's had to answer numerous questions about his head coach, you know, whether it be uh, him dancing at Ohio bar with someone who's definitely not his wife or, you know, other reports about him flying, not flying back with the team, his confrontation with uh, Marvin Jones, which Urban Meyer also denied. And Marvin Jones is one of the most liked players in the NFL and Urban Meyer had a problem with him, and they had a heated uh, confrontation and then James Robinson he was i think he was um offensive rookie of the year last year maybe i don't know he had a great season over a 1000 yards rushing um and then apparently gets benched in one of the games i think it was against Houston it was uh, within the last 3 weeks or so and you know he didn't see any touches and then you know he was asked about it and Urban Meyer said oh it was you know he was dealing with an injury it's like okay well if he was dealing with an injury then why did he put him back in the in the game in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left, and he ha- he had carries after uh, halftime? If if you said that he got injured in the first quarter, and so uh, James Robinson was obviously upset with it, and you know what was was more telling was that Trevor Lawrence was also upset with it, and you know he spoke to Urban Meyer and said, "Hey, uh, James needs to be in the game. You know we need more carries." at him because he's one of our better players, which is true. He's one of the better players on offense. You know, he's he's more consistent. So, you know, um Trevor Lawrence got involved there. And then every press conference he's having an answer for his his coaches mistakes and man, he's been um he's been a leader. He's been a true professional about it, about everything and he's answered great questions. I don't know if he's getting like PR coaching or whatever, but he's been able to answer all these questions appropriately. And, you know, it, it's a, a strange circumstance that he's had to deal with. Instead of just focusing on playing football, he has to answer for his, what, what is he now, 57-year-old coach grinding on, a um, on like, a 24-year-old in a bar. Like, come on. You know, so he's matured a lot here. He's showed that he's a true leader in a, in a very mature quarterback. You just got to get Trevor Lawrence the right coach, someone who's offensive-minded, you know, who can, who can help develop him. Uh, Byron Leftwich was getting thrown around, you know, the offensive coordinator for uh, the Buccaneers. You know, I think that'd be great. You know, he's a former, former uh, Jacksonville Jaguar and I think it could help uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, develop. And, you know, he was a quarterback there in the same similar situation. So, um, you know, he didn't have much success, success there in Jacksonville, but he's a good dude. And, you know, I think he has, um, he's grown um, a better reputation, you know, as far as coaching, offense within the NFL so I think that'd be a good fit um you know there's other other names being thrown around I think I saw one about uh, Jim Caldwell you know he hasn't coached since 2017 uh Detroit fired him after he finished 9-7 and they haven't had a winning season since then so um yeah there there's a lot of names being thrown but it, it needs to be an offensive-minded guy I think um but back to Urban Meyer so um, there was also another report that said he 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 called the, uh, the his assistant coaches losers and he's a winner and they're never going to win. And, you know, it was just kind of, I was confused by that because I, I always thought that it was the head coach who hired his assistant coaches. And I was just, you know, I had to make sure to see if that changed. So if the assistant coaches are losers, then don't you think the person who hired them are also losers? So that would make Urban Meyer, the real loser for hiring said losers, because like, why if you're a head coach and you're trying to hire assistant coaches to, you know, you're making your your coaching staff, and the goal is to win, right? I I, I think that that's what the goal is in the NFL, um, and then you you hire these said losers, and like you're the loser that if you're hiring losers, that just that didn't make any sense, and then obviously he denied that as well, um, so. So many stories, you know, uh, about this Urban Meyer thing and probably the biggest failure in recent memory as far as um, uh, coaching, you know, college and jumping to the NFL uh, was it Bobby Petrino who left the Atlanta Falcons midseason to go to Arkansas to coach the University of Arkansas. That was was bad. Uh, But at least he had another job lined up. But with Urban Meyer, I don't know who is going to hire him after this. You know, the, he takes a lot of hits from, you know, his his image and stuff. Obviously, there was some issues in the past with Florida and Ohio State. He's always, you know, broken rules and stuff. But, you know, his tenure at Jacksonville was horrible from the start. You know, he was at Fox Sports or whatever for a reason. Um, He hired that coach. What was that strength and conditioning coach from Iowa? Was it Chris Doyle, I want to say, who would... Who was accused of, you know, racism by former Iowa players, and you know he everyone was like, oh yeah, you know, bad stories there from from Chris Boyle, and you know he used to say this and this to me, and then Urban Meyer was like, you know what, get on the phone, I need that guy here in Jacksonville. Like, wh- why would you hire that guy? And then he brought in Tim Tebow, which looks like the best decision he made actually. Like, oh, let's bring in this good guy, uh, Tim Tebow. Maybe he can he can help with the locker room. Like that 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 was already egregious, but that doesn't seems like the not even like the worst thing that he did, you know, during his tenure at uh in Jacksonville. So um yeah, a lot of a lot of bad stories and I think more will come out of this, you know. Um they just don't have they don't have the roster. They don't have the coaching staff, you know, to be uh, you know, competitive at all, you know, and and for Urban Meyer, I there has to be a, a school or I, it's probably gonna get another job, you know, back in college. Um I don't know which university is going to give him a chance, but someone somewhere will probably give him a chance because um, he he was so successful in the college levels. You know, they'll probably take a couple years to, you know, let him fake another heart attack or or, you know, have other extramarital affairs or whatever that may be. But someone somewhere, some university will say, oh, you know what, let's just go. Let's just go to Urban Meyer, you know. And, you know, because we'll make a splash and this will be like his last hoorah before he officially retires and, and just goes away forever. Let's, you know, you know, some mid-level, maybe like Nebraska, I don't know, someone who wants to get back to prominence. Um, I thought USC was going to gonna make a push for him, honestly. You know, big name, you know, you're in the Pac-12, you know, you're right there in LA, you can get the recruiting and everything. But uh, Lincoln Riley was, was definitely a better, a better hire there um so we'll see and then let's see moving on to i want to talk about uh covid issues in sports uh, we saw the nhl uh they have decided to pause um all team activities and stuff they've had a, a numerous teams have um, outbreaks and stuff so they they decided to pause the league i think through christmas so i think it's like through the 26th and they're just hoping you know um that Monday coming back from, from Christmas vacation, that COVID will just magically uh, disappear, you know. I know there's a lot of outbreaks and stuff, but now at this point, it's like, well, what, what else can we do? You know, keep wearing your masks and, you know, obviously get vaccinated. But with the NHL and all these other leagues, it's like if, if the players are vaccinated and they still have symptoms and stuff, like I think, you know, just, I think the rule, I mean, I'm obviously not a doctor or anything, but I, I would think... You know, just don't let the players who are unvaccinated play, right? Because then if everyone else, else is asymptomatic and, you know, they have the vaccine, then it should be fine. And, you know, you should just treat it, you know, like um, you're know, like you sick and stuff. And But you should be able to still play, I would think. Um, so maybe they have a, a number of players who are unvaccinated and they have to pause everything. But, you know, Covid's is not going anywhere anytime soon, it seems like. You know, I remember in the beginning, everyone's like, oh, yeah, by the end of 2021, we'll be fine. But... Here we are with the Omicron, it's like 76% of cases now, we're going to 2022, and even the NBA is, they're allowing replacement players, you know, and and, uh, G League players starting to play, Uh, the Brooklyn Nets game had to be postponed, Uh, I think the, was it the Blazers game had to be postponed, the Nets don't even have eight players healthy enough to play, you know, and they're playing on Christmas, they're scheduled to play on Christmas, um. So the NBA does have some a backup plan where they're gonna they're gonna reschedule some games and shuffle some stuff around. Um, but it's getting pretty serious. It seems to be spreading a lot faster than Delta. Um, I think there's one confirmed death that I saw in the news, but you know I I haven't really looked into the numbers, so I can't say for sure. Um, but with with the Nets, I thought it was funny. They decided to uh, bring back Kyrie Irving as a part-time player because they've been so decimated with injuries and COVID. And, and, you know, Kevin Durant's kind of putting the team on his back and playing MVP basketball. He's playing amazing right now. And then as soon as Kyrie comes back, because he, he can only not play at home games because it's the the mandate with New York. You have to have it to, for for certain buildings and stuff. So they could realistically bring him back as a, as a part-time player and only play road games. It's like, okay, cool. They're getting getting Kyrie back. They're going to have some reinforcements. And as soon as he's allowed back, he was he entered COVID protocols. <laughs> so now he can't play. And they just brought him back. And um, I think KD was out too or might be out now. Uh, but they don't have eight players. And um, you have to get a certain amount of, of negative tests. I think it's like two or three, like 24 hours before the game. So they can still realistically play um, by Saturday. But we'll see. It doesn't look good. There's a lot of other games getting uh, postponed. Um, and then college where, you know, there's less money at stake. Those games have just straight up been getting canceled. You know, there is some, um, the Gator Bowl, I believe, the Aggies. They don't have a, a enough guys to field a team because of COVID issues. So the Gator Bowl is looking for another team who's like, oh, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get ready to play and the Gator Bowl. We have we've had no practice and our kids have been been sent home for vacation. But, yeah, let's play a football game now like that. OK, that's safe. You know, like just just cancel the game. You know, don't don't try to look for another team because that other team, you know, you know, they haven't been practicing or anything like that's Just like I don't know what Vegas would do with that. Like, don't make any bets on that, you know. And that other team that gets caught, like, you, you, they're at risk for injury now, you know. Um, and then, you know, the NFL, they're kind of handling it differently. They're, you know, obviously the NFL is a, it's a giant machine, you know, that just prints money. And every year they make more and more of it, right? And, you know, they've had a lot of COVID issues. I mean, just today, 15 players in the Jets uh, tested positive and they're ruled out you know, for, for the game on Sunday. But like I said, you, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to be out for the 10 days, but if you're unvaccinated, you have to be out for 10 days. And then you have to quarantine stuff. So you have to be away from the team. But you know, when you have the vaccine, you just need to get two or three negative tests within 24 hours before the game. And then you can, you can still play. So for fantasy football people, like this has been a nightmare because you have you have to manage the covid you have to check every day every hour before your, for your before your matchup because you know then someone could just get added on the list like today you know with the jets players if you have anybody on those on that team you know they were out last week you had the browns baker Mayfield was out Jarvis Landry was out pretty much all the starters were out except Nick Chubb so if you had Nick Chubb like that was a great start cuz he almost like okay well they're probably going to give Nick Chubb the ball 20 25 times he might you know have a couple goal line opportunities and he did he had a good game um and then the who else it was a bunch of other players like the Rams were out you know Higby's missed a couple weeks there Odell Beckham was out you know that first game and then uh, Jalen Ramsey but then they were able to come back so it's just been a nightmare but the NFL has already you know they said that they were gonna have to postpone games or cancel games you know they said that at the beginning of the year but The NFL has – there's so much money at risk with the NFL, they're not going to cancel the game. But also, you know, players are coming out and, you know, complaining to the NFL that, oh, it's all about money and stuff. But I hope the the players know that if a game gets canceled, that they don't get a game check that week. So if I'm a player and I'm like second, maybe third string – there's no way in hell I want a game canceled. I don't want the game postponed. Like okay, let's play Tuesday or Wednesday. Like the NFL already did with the they did with the uh, Washington football team, the Eagles, uh, the Rams and um, uh, Rams and Seahawks was postponed, and then the Browns and the Colts I think um, or Browns and Raiders. So yeah, if I'm second Thursday, I don't want the game canceled at all because I still want my game check. Like I have I have you know I have mouths to feed. I got bills to pay. You know, but you're gonna have to postpone it. So, but the NFL. They can do whatever they can, you know, to, to have these games play on, right? Even if there's playoff implications or if it's a big game on NFL Network or, you know, NBC or ESPN, whatever, they're, 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 there's money at stake right there where, like, if the game's canceled, they lose out on that money. And there's already a partnership. There's an agreement. The NFL has to have a certain amount of games each year played on NBC, ESPN, and uh nfl network and that those contracts have to be fulfilled right and if not then you know you have to add another another game you have to shuffle some things around or or you know there's some adjustments to the payout so the nfl doesn't want to cancel any games they're not going to right even if there's playoff implications they're just like okay well you're gonna have to start third third string quarterback that's just what it is and then they also changed their covid protocols like they're testing before they were testing vaccinated asymptomatic players and then now they're like, uh, okay, let's not do that because we have a bunch of people who are testing positive for COVID. So how about we only test uh, the unvaccinated guys and you know make sure that you know they don't have COVID and then let's not play them, which you know kind of makes sense, but you know it's gonna skew the numbers obviously because then you're not gonna know you know uh, how severe these outbreaks are. Um, so yeah, some things to watch, I guess, for you know uh, fantasy playoffs is just you know checking your 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 roster every hour and then also check your your opposing team's roster you know cuz you can be you can be the underdog a severe underdog playing someone who's undefeated or only has two or three losses but if they have a couple guys in in covid protocol and they have to pick someone up who's not like their their star player then then you might be in some luck and you might win some some um some championships you know like my teams I will only talk about my team for a couple minutes but I have both of my teams that we finished with the same record and I happened to make both playoffs, right? And then my other one where it's like a six-team playoff, six teams make it, there's a three-round playoff. I was, I was expected to lose by like 30 points in my first round, but I won. So I, I'm on to the second round and I'm playing the one seed in that league. The other league, I was like in eighth place and then I had to win and I had to have like three other people ahead of me lose. So that I can tie for uh for that fourth place spot in the playoffs. And then I had the tiebreaker because I had more points scored. So then everything fell into place for that. And then um now I'm in the playoffs and they start um this weekend for that league. So very excited. And both of those those teams were like at five hundred or barely above five hundred. So that was good. Um as far as the NFL games go, we had a good uh what was it, week fifteen. Exciting week week 15, um, obviously some, some COVID issues. We had the Tuesday games with uh, the Seahawks and the Rams. Those games were just, those were just bad. You know, Cooper Cup is amazing. Obviously, he's had a historic year, and I think I said that before the year. I'm just like, you know what, if you got to get uh, Cooper Cup in fantasy or if you could put some money on it, he's going to have, I think I said, 1,800 yards, like 10 touchdowns, and probably like 100-plus receptions. Well, he has 1,500 yards right now. I think he has 15 touchdowns. Um, And then he has like 122 receptions or 123, something crazy like that. But he gets targeted so many times in that offense. And like him and Stafford have a really good connection. I thought uh, OBJ would take some targets away. Um, OBJ only had one reception this past game against Seattle for like seven yards. So... Um, not much of a difference, but yeah, he's just been amazing. Um, let's see. So, you know, I think that puts the the Seahawks kind of out of the picture because it was at one point if they won this game, the rest of their schedule was pretty easy and they could have been um, tied for that seventh spot. Um, so uh, they're relatively out, but the Rams could still win the division and so can the Niners technically. Um, and then you have the Rams there. Um, so, uh, the going back to the to the 49ers, you know, you had to beat the Falcons and you have to win these next games to be able to to win that division. So they're eight and six right now and they look they look really good. They look scary. I didn't even realize that Bosa has 15 sacks in the season. I feel like he hasn't been getting talked about enough at all this year. It's been a, more about uh, TJ Watt and uh, Miles Garrett as far as uh, defensive players. Uh, but, you know, the run game is really good. And, you know, Debo Samuel has been great this season, comes out of the backfield, does a lot for that team. George Kittle has finally been healthy. He's had some amazing games the last few weeks. Um, last week wasn't as productive as, a, as a two weeks prior. Um, you know, he had, I think it was at three touchdowns in, in two games. Um, you know, he's a great blocker. The run game has been amazing. Jimmy G has been um he's been very professional about this whole Trey Lance thing. And he seems to be the actual leader of the team. Maybe not the vocal leader. I I think that's more Kittle, but um, the way he's handled this Trey Lance thing and all this talk with the media, um, you know, he had some terrible games in the season. I think there were, was like two and four or something like, they look like they were completely out of the playoff picture, you know, and now, you know, he's been better under pressure, been making better smart throws and, really has managed the game better and the offense and um, he's done everything that they've asked him to do. Um, And, you know, now they're eight and six and, you know, they look like they're uh, a lock for the playoffs and, you know, they finished the season with the Rams who, you know, the Rams, they look like they're just a sleeping giant uh, in the NFC. I know a lot of people have been talking about uh, Tampa Bay. We'll get into them here in a bit. Um, And then also green Bay, you know, green Bay has the number one seed right now. And, you know you know they've been lights out they should be uh 12 and 2 but there was that one game that Rodgers missed and you know you had to have uh Jordan Love play and he didn't look good at all um and then you have Arizona who you know i think Arizona has shown us you know they they just got blown out by uh, by the lions you know and before that they had that fourth quarter meltdown uh against the rams so you know they've shown us i think they're not they're not legit you know they're not realistic um as far as their record goes, you know, they could have had that one spot and then they lost. And then now DeAndre Hopkins is out, you know, I think it was his MCL. And so he's out and they said he might be back maybe for the NFC championship game. Um, so that's a concern, you know, um, I think we're going to learn a lot about Kyler Murray and this team in the next couple of weeks. And then also heading into the playoffs to see if they're a legit contender or not. And right now I don't think so. Especially if you lose the way you did against the Rams. You're in that game. You have an opportunity in that game. And then at the end, you have back-to-back offensive penalties. And then at the end, you get sacked by Aaron Donald. Um, That just wasn't a good look. And you had, I mean, you got the offside kick. And and then you got, I mean, you had all these chances, opportunities at the end to to be able to tie the game or even win the game. Um, And then you lose like that to Detroit, who has two wins and a tie. So I don't. I just I don't think they're they're that team who can do it. And then Tampa Bay losing nine to zero to New Orleans. New Orleans has their number. They've uh, Tom Brady has not beaten uh, New Orleans yet since he's been with Tampa Bay. Uh, they only lost 9-0. And then you know they lost Leonard Fournette. They lost Chris Godwin to a torn ACL, so he's out for the rest of the year. Um, they just signed uh, Le'Veon Bell to see what Le'Veon Bell is going to do or what he has left. Um, Mike Evans got injured. Uh, Gronk had one of the worst games ever. He dropped like eight passes, it seemed like. Uh, He only had two catches, but he was targeted like 11 and 12 times. Um, So, you know, Brady with no weapons is always an issue. Anyone with no weapons is an issue. Um, So, you know, after that game, it just, I don't know. It it didn't look good, and I'm I'm more worried about the injuries. They decided to keep Antonio Brown, you know, after this whole, um, you know, fake vaccine card debacle and i guess he did get his vaccine cuz he he posted a video about it but you know if you got your vaccine now why don't you just get it in the beginning so you could avoid this stupid 3 game suspension just get it in the beginning if you're going to get it anyway why do you need a fake card like that, see that's what's stupid about it if you if you ended up getting it just get it in the beginning so you could avoid all this bullshit like this is stupid uh but you know i think they more kept antonio brown because of the injuries to you know godwin and mike Evans and and Fournette and, you know, Gronk struggling and you have all these issues. So you're going to need that extra help, obviously. So um, I think it was probably the right move, I guess. Um, but now he doesn't learn from from his mistake there. Um, and let's see. So, yeah, I think I think as far as Rams go, I think they're they're my favorite as far as the NFC goes. Either them or the 49ers. And the 49ers have shown they can, they can beat uh, the Rams. They dominated them on Monday night earlier in the year. Um, That was kind of the turning point, I think, for the 49ers this season. And it was that running game. You know, the Rams couldn't stop them at all. Um, so I think it's either between the Rams or the 49ers, honestly. Um, the Packers, you know, we've seen this story before. They're great during the regular season. You know, uh, Rodgers and Devontae Adams have been amazing this season. Um, but, you know, it's when they get to that big game, the NFC Championship game, I think it comes down to coaching and those coaching decisions. Um, and that's what's kind of prevented them from going to the Super Bowl uh, these last couple of years, and um, I honestly don't see that changing this season. Um, and then the Cowboys, um, you know, easy division, but I'm still worried about, about Dallas as far as, you know, their offense. Dak's been, been struggling, and then uh, Tony Pollard was out. You know, they need that, that two-back system, I think, to make things easier for, for Dak Prescott. Uh, their offense should be lights out every, every week, and uh, for some reason they've been struggling. Uh, defense has been better though, um, so yeah. Other than that, I think it's uh, I think it's between those teams, the Niners and, and the Rams. The NFC West has just been a gauntlet this year, um, and it's really shown off. And then um, as far as the playoff picture, you I think you have um, you have the Saints in that final spot with that win against uh, Tampa. Um, I guess Taysom Hill is going to start the rest of the, the rest of the year, but they have a good they have a really good defense. Um, I don't see them advancing at all uh, past that that wild card spot. Uh, NFC is uh, pretty top heavy, I think. Um, and then the AFC, um, you have the Patriots. They they lost a bad loss to uh, the Colts, uh, so now they're nine and five. And then you have Buffalo still there. At eight and six, even uh, Miami is still pretty much in the picture, I guess. It's seven and seven, um, and then the uh, AFC North. I'm not sure if anyone wants to win the AFC North because uh, now Cincinnati's in the driver's seat at eight and six. Uh, Baltimore, uh, two straight losses on you know a two uh, two point conversion attempt that was failed. Back to back weeks at eight and six. Man, uh, Tyler Huntley had another great game uh, in the absence of uh, Lamar Jackson at 35 fantasy points, and he looks good. Um, then Pittsburgh at 7-6-1, and one, and then Cleveland at 7-7. Seven seven. I don't know who wants that division, but it's. Uh, I thought it was going to be one of the better divisions this year, but they've been pretty mediocre, even though it has been competitive. Uh, AFC South, uh, Tennessee 9-5, and, um, and then the Colts are 8-6. The Colts are... Seem like they're a lock uh, for the playoffs so far, mainly because of Jonathan Taylor. He's been amazing this um, this late in the season, and their defense has been good. They don't even need Carson Wentz to do anything really. It seems like he has less and less pass attempts each week, and you know he does. He has minimal yards every time, and they're just they're just riding out uh, Jonathan Taylor to take him to the promised land. And you know I think they're. They're a dangerous team. No one wants to play them because I mean, no one can can stop Jonathan Taylor. It seems like, and uh, he's been amazing. Um, and then AFC West, uh, you have uh, the Chiefs. They're the number one seed right now, ten and four. They figured it out. They've they've been winning a lot lately. They're winners of seven straight. They had that amazing game against the Chargers. That was just back and forth. Slugfest on Thursday night, and then uh, Chargers are at eight and six. Who've you know finally have gotten things together, I guess. Um, and then uh, Raiders in Denver at seven and seven. Um, but as far as the the playoffs go, you know there's some there's some ties here um, in the AFC. You know you have so between the fourth and the eighth seed. So you have Cincinnati. Uh, Indianapolis, the Chargers, Buffalo, and Baltimore, they're all eight and six. So that fourth through eighth spot, and then you have uh, the Steelers at seven, six, and one. So there could be a lot of movement right there um, as far as clinching goes. And, and Anyone in the AFC North, they, they want to win that division so they can host a, a playoff game at least. Um, but then you'll, you'll most likely have a second team in that division um, with that wild card spot. Uh, but I think I think the Colts are definitely going just the, the way that Jonathan Taylor has been playing, and then I also think the Chargers are that next team that can that can go um, just based on Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, and I just love the way that they're playing right now. Um, and then after that, uh, I think uh, you probably have Cincinnati winning that division. Because they have uh, they have the tiebreaker over Baltimore, um, because they they um, they have a better win percentage against Baltimore, um, and then yeah, I'm not sure after that honestly. Buffalo has been so up and down this year. Uh, their defense hasn't hasn't been great in the last few weeks, and they have virtually no running game. Um, it's like I can't pick a team that has no running game right now, especially at this point of the year, and then they play. They play the the Patriots again, and you know the Patriots seem to have their number. They might beat them again, and Mac Jones might not throw at all. You know, so um, yeah, that's a it's gonna be a tough uh, tough rest of the the season for them. Uh, we'll get into next week's games. So recapping uh, last week's picks, I think I got four wrong or maybe five with the uh, the Raiders and the Browns. So not the best, but I don't know. I've, I've done worse. Uh, so moving on to uh, week 16 picks. Uh, either listen to me or not, or you can do half and half and see if you win a parlay. Uh, 49ers and Titans, that's a Thursday game. Tomorrow uh, they're playing in Nashville. I just think the 49ers are, being, are playing better football, uh, better than the Titans right now, as I said uh, earlier. You know, the Titans, they've been turning the ball over a lot. Um, you know, without Derrick Henry, they're a completely different team. Uh, Julio Jones, I guess he was activated last week, but he did nothing at all. And then now he has an ankle injury. He's just always in and out. Um, I don't think they have A.J. Brown in time. 49ers are without Elijah Mitchell, but uh, they didn't miss a beat last week. I know they played the uh, the Falcons, but uh, Jeff Wilson still had a great game. Um, and now they have Debo Samuel back and George Kittle uh, I'm taking the 49ers. Um, and then they're actually favored by three and a half. That's the spread, uh, Browns and Packers. Uh, they play, they play on Christmas day. Um, no word yet on, uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, they had Nick Mullins playing who played well, you know, but you know, you gotta be the Raiders, you know, they're, they've been just a, a debacle, uh, this year. And then, um, you know, with that, there's a lot of question marks around that. Um, I think uh, Packers win that game. You know, they're just a a better team right now. Uh, Colts and Cardinals, um, you know, we talked about uh, these two teams. Um, I think the Colts continue to win. You know, I think uh, Jonathan Taylor continues to have great games. Um, Although this game, I I hope he hit rushes for 35 yards and has a fumble, only because they play against him in uh, two fantasy leagues. So, uh, rooting for that. But I think the Colts win this game. Uh, Cardinals are... They seem a little lost right now, um, offensively. Um, you know the Lions are just—you know—the way that they beat them. And you know, I gotta say, I'm a big fan of uh, of Dan Campbell. You know, I made fun of him because of press conference earlier in the year, but uh, he has that team believing, and you know, they're all in on on changing the culture there in Detroit. And I think he's the right guy for the job. Honestly, we'll see if uh, they decide to uh, replace Jared Goff, but we'll get into that here in a bit. I guess they're the next game. Um, Lions and Falcons uh, playing in Atlanta. Um, I am gonna go. I guess this is depending on. There's some COVID issues there with Jared Goff. He was out. I believe he is vaccinated, so he only needs to, to test positive. You know, 24 hours or test negative, uh, 24 hours before the game. So I think he's gonna play. I'm taking the Lions to beat the Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is actually a, a horrible. Home team for some reason they only win on the road, um, and Dan Campbell, as I mentioned before, he's just uh, he's really willed these guys. Um, they believe in each other. They play for each other. And you know I've said this since you know the beginning of the season. You know even though the game the games that they lose, like they're trying really hard to win. They're not just folding over. They're trying to be competitive. They're going for on fourth down. They're you know kicking onside kicks. You know early in the game, like they're trying really hard. You know that that team fights and they're like the best. You know, two win team I've ever seen, if I've seen one. Like they're they they really, they haven't you know given up. You know, even their veteran players are, are you know fighting through adversity and stuff. So I'm going with the Lions, uh, Ravens and Bengals. Um, I am taking the Bengals. You know, even if Huntley plays or Jackson plays, uh, I think um, the Bengals are have been more consistent lately. Um, even though the Ravens almost beat the Packers, you know, without Lamar Jackson and without any starting cornerback um, because their defense is pretty much decimated by injuries and stuff. Um, So I'll still take Cincinnati Uh, Rams and Vikings. I'll take the Rams uh, to win in Minnesota, Uh, Minnesota's their defense, they, you know, they can have a 20 point lead and they'll still let, you know, the opposing team in the game. You know, we saw that we've seen that in recent weeks and, uh, even though Kirk Cousins has been great, um, Dalvin Cook has had a good year, and so is Jefferson, and they hope to get Adam Thielen back. Uh, but I'm still taking the Rams. Uh, Bills and Patriots, I will take the Patriots in the rematch. Uh, they're playing in New England. I think this is going to be more of a ground-and-pound game. I saw the weather forecast uh, might be snowing in New England. So if for your fantasy uh, lineups for the playoffs. If you have any uh, New England players, I would not start any of them um, unless it's a running back. Um, I would start. It was it Damian Harris. I, I would start him. You know he had a great game last time against the Bills. Uh, Jaguars and Jets. Ooh, this is a this is a tough one. Jags. You thought the Jags were gonna you know bounce back. You know oh Urban Meyer's gone. Let's play for each other. Let's play for Daryl Bevel. You know the interim coach, and you know we're gonna we're gonna prove to everyone that you know we have a squad here. Uh, Yeah, they ended up losing to the Texans, Um, but the Jets have 15 players, including their head coach uh, Robert Sala, is out with COVID. Uh, I'm not sure if they're gonna be ready in time for the game. Uh, I'll take the Jaguars. Uh, We'll go with that. Um, uh, Giants and Eagles. Uh, The Eagles they have improved. You know, the past weeks, uh, Jalen Hurts now has 10 rushing touchdowns, which is the most by any Eagles quarterback in team history. Uh, the Giants, they have shut down Dun- Daniel Jones. so I think they're starting – is it Jake Fromm they're going to start, the former Georgia quarterback, or is it Mike Lennon maybe, I think? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Eagles are winning this game. I think they have the answer, and Jalen Hurts, You know, is, you know, I think it's more offensive system. You know, I think they need to let him run a little bit more. Um, you know, kind of do a little bit more uh, play action stuff like that, um, and you know, get their running game going. I think that's the way that uh, Jalen Hurts will be the most effective. You know, he can throw the ball, but don't rely too much on his arm. And you know, I think if they mix it up, I think that's kind of the answer for them uh, there in Philadelphia. But he seems to be the guy. Uh, Buccaneers and Panthers. Uh, Panthers are having some some questions with Cam Newton. Cam Newton has been horrible. He's been benched twice, um, and then you know that one game, P.J. Walker came in and uh, threw an interception. And then Sam Darnold has just been—he's been whenever he's been in the game, has been god awful. Uh, he hasn't played in a few weeks. But Matt Rule said Cam Newton's going to start this game, uh, and Sam Darnold will play at some point. I'm not sure if it's th- he meant this game or later in the season. Um, but I guess I'll take the Buccaneers still. You know they are a ten-win team and they won Super Bowl. And you know even without some of his weapons, still you know I'm still taking Tom Brady um, over you know any other team. Uh, I guess in this game. And then the Chargers and Texans. Uh, yeah, taking the Chargers. Texans are just horrible. Three and eleven. Don't need to talk about it anymore. Uh, Bears and Seahawks. Uh, this game is in Seattle. Um, I guess I'll take the Seahawks. You know, they're in a must-win situation. They can, you know, if they, get, they need a lot of help, but they can still technically get that seventh spot. Uh, they're mathematically in. Uh, Steelers and Chiefs, you know, I will take the Chiefs. You know, their defense has been a lot better. Playing in Kansas City, um, you know, they want to keep that number one spot. You know, both teams are desperate. You know, they both know that they need to win. Uh, Steelers because they need to stay in the playoff picture and you know they can relative they could still win the division and they can move all the way up to the fourth spot you know and uh, for the Chiefs they know they need to win because they need they need that they want home field advantage they want that buy um, and you know the Patriots are right there Um, and then Broncos and Raiders both the seven and seven Um, I guess I will go with the Raiders only because. Um, Tate Bridgewater is out for this game and we're going to see some drew lock. So probably two interceptions or something. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with the Raiders to win in Las Vegas, uh, rematch here with Washington and the Cowboys. Um, you know, Cowboys got off to a 20 point lead and then they let Washington back into it. Uh, Washington, you know, they had a chance to, to, you know, be in the driver's seat for that seventh spot. Uh, ended up losing that game, so now they're six and eight. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys to win again, playing at home in Dallas. Um, and then Monday night, uh, not not the most exciting game. You have Miami and New Orleans uh, playing in New Orleans. I guess I will go with the Saints, mostly because of their defense, and um, you know I think, uh, or I guess the the Dolphins they had some COVID issues, but I think Jalen Waddle, who you know Jalen Waddle has been having a great season that no one has really been talking about it all this year and their defense has been good um so he might be ready to suit up and play for this game but um i'll take the saints and so those are my picks for uh, week 16 nfl uh thanks for listening to the podcast that's all i have for today um have a happy holiday and we'll be back uh be back next week and you know recap some of the nba games and um see where we're at with that and uh check back in with the nfl and Wish me luck on my uh, my my two fantasy leagues in the playoffs for both, and I'm ready to make some upsets since you know I had the worst record in the, in the playoffs amongst all the other teams. But I'm I'm ready to ready for some COVID to hit some players so they're out and I can and I can win some money. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys.